It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. There's a there's a garage that's kind of back behind the Columbus Club and that subway there on Broad Street. It's like one block. Guess what is that south of uh, south of Broad? Okay. Um, I walk. So there there's a lot. there's a walk <laughs> there's a glass walkway that's connected oh, yeah. over Fourth Street. So yeah, that yeah. that basically connects P and C to the parking garage. Okay. So okay. we park there. So nice. It's all right. Nice. Yeah. We just started because I you know with the rife we've got yeah. our building in there, but I have my office at the CPAC honestly become one of my favorite walks yeah it's like, yeah yeah it takes about maybe 10 15 yeah. minutes depending on what i'm listening to right 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 here. but it's right. Oh. yeah i guess that's yeah it's not too bad it's kind it's of more right. of a it's more of a pain in the neck to probably drive that distance uh-huh. than anything. well to yeah. find parking right right when you don't have anything right and i'm like i don't want to yeah, like at the commons or meter yeah, or under the so state house or so, yeah, yeah. The only problem is going there and being like, um, I need to pick up props. <laughs> That's not going to be a fun walk. Yeah, Mm-mm, yep, not yep. at all. You're finding you a joke? You 15 <laughs> minute loading zone or something. Right. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So hey, merry merry post Christmas. Yeah, merry post Christmas to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was all good. And yeah, baby enjoyed. Yeah, little. He's uh, eight months and a couple days, and okay. so he's just as enthralled with the wrapping paper right. and tissue paper as he is right. with anything that honks or makes noise or shows lights. So Did you get lots of awesome toys that are already driving you crazy. Yeah, n- nothing too bad because he's not walking yet. But oh, you good. know, one of okay. the grandpas got him one of those walk popping walker things. You know and. We uh, we're we're really not looking forward to the day where no. he starts standing up and walking uh-huh. that and popping it all over the uh-huh. house. So he's still yeah. just kind of crawling and he he likes to play with something for a minute before he then sticks it in his mouth. Yeah. So he's in that stage where whether it's a book or a fire truck or a pacifier, it all looks appropriate to be eaten. That's so right. that's where he's at. Sometimes yeah. I do that too. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice life to live without oh, yeah. concern for germs or to, anything. You don't have to yeah. worry about all that all that stuff yet. We there was always a couple of toys that we thought. Okay, which which grandparent gave this? Because we're going to regift it back mm-hmm, to them, mm-hmm. so that they get to experience this yeah, joy and make sure yeah. that the sound never goes off. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he tur- he turns one in April, and between that and next Christmas, I'm sure there'll be some loud, obnoxious drum set or oh, yeah. uh, keyboard or something like that. As so, well, they should. Right? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm fully expecting, and there's some <laughs> goddaughters that we've spoiled over the years, where I know their parents are anxiously yeah. awaiting to regift uh-huh. some of the stuff that it's coming back. We drove them crazy with so on purpose. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fully mm-hmm. expect it. You guys got to be. Uh, eyes wide open that way. Payback. Mm-hmm. Payback mm-hmm. is a female dog, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome to Speak Easily. Thank, Thank you, you so much for yeah. coming today. Yeah. And this is my new friend Josh. We go back and what a week. Days. Yeah. Days. <laughs> like, I would say. So so we met at a at a board meet oh, a board meeting a holiday holiday party. celebration yeah. for my company and just like just like we are now we just kind of randomly right. sat down and started talking and right. You have some interesting stories, so I'm excited to, to hear about sure. that. But take us back. Now, I know this like, because this is what we talked about, but you are 
from Columbus, from Ohio. Yeah, so I grew up uh, in Licking County, mm-hmm. so just about 40, 45 minutes east of Columbus in Hebron, in, in Hebron, Ohio. Right. So kind of Hebron, Buckeye Lake area, I grew yeah. up uh, there and went to Lakewood High School out there, a, a small kind of farm town. How many were in your class, do you remember? Uh, I, I think there was probably around 160, 170 okay. students. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think kind of relatively small to now my wife and I, we've been in Franklin County for uh, between graduating there, mm-hmm. going to Ohio State for four years, and then uh, we've been living in Franklin County for you know a little over a decade. Then mm-hmm. that way, and so now we're out on the east side. And yeah, she's still uh, so we're Gahanna residents, and yeah. uh, and she teaches school out in Newark, so just outside of where we grew up. And then I yeah. work downtown, so and she's kinda, from there too. Yeah, so we both grew up here at high school. school yes, we were. So Aww. she's a year younger, and so we Aww. had some bumps in the road. But uh, oh, yeah. by the time I graduated, we were together, and so we've been together since uh, I guess that'd be 2005, late late 05. Wow. So yeah, we've known each other and for. That uh, makes me feel old Yay! yeah a big a big portion of our life yeah so it's That's fun awesome. it's not for everybody and it makes some people gag but we we appreciate mm, the story <laughs> it could be at a bar right you know? right yeah there's a lot worse ways to tinder meet people, I, I mean yeah, you know at yeah. this point high i don't know as a, my younger brothers i have to figure out how they date in 2018 because <laughs> you know i haven't been doing that I world in I don't envy a that long long time all. yeah what a different world <laughs> yes <laughs> certainly so you you graduated what year was that High school or college? High school. Uh, 2006. 2006. And then you went to the, the Ohio, Ohio State, State yeah, that's, to study. That's correct. I actually was an architecture student. Really? Uh, an architecture scholar my first okay. year. Um, so I was in kind of a living learning community with a bunch of other architecture students. Uh, I, I went there, uh, spent my entire winter quarter. I was still on quarters then not semesters mm-hmm. at Knowlton and just realized I didn't have near enough of the passion for that to live, eat, <laughs> breathe, sleep studio right. uh, with all the other classmates yeah. I had. Um, that winter quarter, I was taking a general education class, uh, microeconomics, you know, principles of microecon. That's a general education class? Yeah. And wow. uh, it we was 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no, it was 8 a.m. across campus winter okay. quarter. Oh. And there was maybe, you know, at Ohio State, I went from a class, a small school to where yeah. my lectures had more kids than in my entire high school. So there was supposed to be like 500 kids in this class and maybe only 80 showed up. And of those 80, maybe 15 of us were even awake at 8 a.m. Oh three three days yeah. a week. And, and I remember looking around a couple of weeks into it saying, I'm enthralled by this. This mm-hmm. is all really interesting. Maybe I should switch to this. And so my <laughs> sophomore year, I applied and got into the Fisher College of Business. And so I graduated oh, uh, in 2010 with my uh, business degree with a specialization in economics. Nice. Yeah. So is that a master's then through Fisher? No. So that's just my bachelor just of uh, science and business administration. BS. Your BSBA. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. still got in and out in four years, which was, yeah. uh, which was nice after spending a nice. first year in architecture and a couple of my roommates throughout are architects and okay. I still kind of get my uh, architecture fixed through them on occasion to see what they're doing and working on. It could architecture, uh, blah, could architecture, yes, we are drinking beer today. <laughs> this is, we're speaking easily yes, the day exactly. after Christmas. Could that be a side gig? I mean, that's not really like a No, you hobby, ca- yeah, you kind of got There's I think there's too many people that fully dedicate themselves to that craft and that profession okay. to really make it a side yeah. thing. So I'm just more of an appreciator of it than okay. uh, than anything. Who's but. your who's your favorite style architect? Yeah, design? what's your favorite? That's a great. Uh, my wife and I a couple years ago before we uh, had our son, we wanted to go to Europe one more time because we knew nice. we were kind of landlocked yeah. for at least a few years yeah. before you're willing to find somebody to babysit for like a week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, so we went over to Italy and I mean, I just I love a lot of that uh, just old world style. Yeah. And um, I, I always laugh because 
when I was a freshman there attending a lecture at Ohio State, one of the professors got up and said, how many of you are from Ohio? And, you know, 60, 70 percent right. of us raised our hand. He said, well, what inspired you to be architects? There's nothing inspiring <laughs> here. You know, like you no. got a big basket somewhere out east. Oh, and I said, gosh. that's a little too close to home. But yeah. so uh, I spent a lot of time. Uh, my wife is an art education. For, we, mm-hmm. She has a tremendous appreciation for the arts. And yeah. so we did a lot of the museums and, and looking at a lot of the artwork. But I just loved there was a couple of times we went in July. So it was it was very, very hot. My wife would stay back needing to just kind of take a little nap. Yeah. And that's where I'd geek out, grab my water bottle, grab my cool. tourist book, and I'd be like, all right, here are the 15 churches I have to hit before I get home. Oh, that's and awesome. So that's so I really love a lot of that old stuff because it's just yeah. it's it's incredible to fathom how old some of those structures mm-hmm. are compared to you know relatively yeah. young what America is. So mm-hmm. so yeah, Were so you it's, a history geek too. Um, not so much. Just yeah, yeah, it's just more. Itself. Yeah, just more the building itself. And I mean, I'm certainly interested, and in, we'll take tours. And uh, yeah. I think that's just growing up. We never vacationed in the same spot twice. Mm-hmm. My mom always made sure we went somewhere different, and cool. there was always some sort of historical or educational component. To, yeah. To it, it was never very much a sit down in a beach and hang out for a week, and so uh, so that's kind of how I was raised. But yeah. my wife and I kind of find something in the middle. I think we just kind of alternate those vacations okay. where there's so a purpose, and yeah, there's now. certainly yeah. ones where I'm dragging the cooler and I'm not moving from my beach chair uh, with my stack of books for some time. There you so go. yeah, so so, right. so you are travelers. What's your favorite place you've been to? Yeah. You know, I'd have to say, uh, I'd probably have to say Scotland. When we took mm. that trip back in 2016, I thought we were doing two weeks in Italy. Yeah. And uh, my wife, for various reasons, just kept pestering about wanting to go to Scotland. Mm. And so my two-week Italy vacation quickly turned into, let's take a four-day trip up to Scotland oh and then gosh. come down to Italy, which was a little chaotic and yeah. I thought would not be worth it. But we went up to the uh, Scottish Highlands. We were up at the Isle of Skye mm. and um, just some tremendous uh, greenery, some tremendous history up there. It was yeah. just very beautiful and, and very peaceful and so i think we'll certainly be um making some time to carve out a little bit longer experience up that way so she'd be surprised to hear that though because i gave her a lot of (laughs) flack for all of a sudden pulling a 180 and so we were packing for 40 degrees in rain for four Mm -hmm. days and then 100 degrees in sun you know in italy in the same trip but it was definitely worth it i'm glad she uh persisted long enough to get me to change my mind is there any heritage there either no we're um both uh both kind of german through and through so yeah 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 so that's where uh so that's definitely on our list to kind of get back get get back over there to see that because we've done we've done uh, some london and england we've done now Mm -hmm. scotland we've done italy and we've done uh paris kind of northern france on that on that standpoint so that's where uh, at least abroad we've you know certainly kind of traveled throughout the continental united states but what was your favorite vacation you said your your mom would make something different every year yeah yeah what was the most memorable yeah um yeah, I think most of the memories were tied up with the people that we travel with. So sometimes yeah. it would just be our immediate family, and other times it would be my mom's extended family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we took one down to Kitty Hawk, which was really neat mm-hmm. to kind of see cool. just all the history of, from an aviation standpoint. Yeah. There was still kind of a beach theme to it. Um, and, and But I think really what makes a lot of those memories and what I aspire to with my own family is kind of looking to have those family vacations mm-hmm. where you just find everybody and you find a week in the summer where it all right. works and you put it together. and. Yeah. You just kind of have the chaos of a bunch of different families with their own rules living under one house, and you just get through, and you think it's crazy enough to do it again. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I look forward to the most. So I'm hopeful, you know, one day with my, uh, with you know, with my parents, my in-laws, and my uh, brothers-in-law, or you know, my own brothers and their families, one day doing that, I think would be. How many brothers do you have? I have two younger brothers. So you're the oldest. Yeah, the oldest okay. of three boys. Yeah, Did you all beat J's. Them up a lot? Yeah, it was. It's kind of a weird. <laughs> we have kind of a weird little like age thing going on because my middle brother is five years younger. Oh wow. And then my youngest brother is eleven years younger. And oh my so, gosh. Um, so it's kind of inter- we have an okay. interesting dynamic. You know, when when your middle brother is five years younger. 
basically every stage of your life until this current stage, we were yeah. just always at each other's throats. And oh, so yeah. it's been a lot of fun, I would say, the past probably five years mm-hmm. once he's kind of been out of college. And now we're both, you know, young adult. I mean, he's still kind of young professional, young adult. And I'm, yeah. you know, now with the family. But we get along a lot better now over the past probably, you know, four or five years than any yeah. other time before our life. And then my youngest brother, Justin, he's, you know, s- such an age gap. When I left home to go to college, right. he was... You know, he was seven years old. So it's been kind of fun to see him, but it's okay. now he's a sophomore in college. He goes to Akron and he's doing okay. great things. And, um, you know, it's just it's just interesting to kind of see him and experience him as he's growing right. up, because most of the time in my mind, he's, he's a still a little seven year old yeah. kid. But he's yeah. grown into a, a young man and that's cool to see. Okay. So, do, but yeah, do they like being uncles? Though? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they like to spoil. And that's where my middle brother is the drummer. So that's where he's okay. already threatened. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> were pretty funny. nice this this go around pretty nice with their gifts yeah. but they he's got some uncles that are really going to uh, terrorize my wife and i with the presents yeah. they uh mm-hmm. they give so they they like being uncles certainly good yeah that's awesome yeah. so I, I i i've waited to ask about this but sure i'm really excited to hear your story because you your claim to fame is a little different so uh, yeah what's your yeah. claim to fame i guess as long as we're talking about the same claim to fame yeah 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 let him answer wait we need another beer yeah yeah um no i i, I had the uh privilege and honor of serving as the uh 56th drum major for the ohio state university marching band so cool so uh yeah it was a really uh really incredible experience um Something I don't think I I ever really dreamt up until I got into the high school. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was in the four years at Ohio State. I was in the marching band all four years. So that was fall of 06. Uh, so for those of you heartbroken Buckeye fans, that's the Ohio State versus Urban Myers Florida team mm-hmm. national championship year mm-hmm. where we rolled over Ohio, uh, Michigan 1 versus 2, 42-39. Still the craziest game I've ever been a part of in person. Uh, got blown out in the national championship game. That was my freshman year. And then my senior year, and I was the drum major the last two years, mm-hmm. my junior and senior year, uh, but my senior year was the Ohio State-Oregon Rose Bowl. So this uh, coming up here in a few days is the first yeah. time Ohio State will be back to the Rose Bowl since I uh, did it January 1, 2010. Oh, my gosh. How does one aspire to become, like, how yeah. do you get there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and there's a couple different ways to get there. Yeah. I would say mine is probably more unique because uh, growing up, I was always athletic enough to kind of make the – 12-man roster, Mm -hmm. what have you. Um, And so I played a lot of different sports growing up. Um, And like I said, I was always athletic enough to make a 12-man roster, but I was always like that 11th or 12th person. So, you know, in basketball, I called me like a 20-20-20 man where I only got to play if we were up by 20 points, down by 20 points, or 20 (laughs) seconds left in a game, right? But I just really loved that team sense and that camaraderie. Um, And so I I had some athletic prowess. And then I also loved and performed. uh, We have a great performing arts department at my high school. I mean, I think it really punches above its weight for the location and for the size. But So I was very involved in uh, choir and show choir and the drama productions on stage mm-hmm. and um and really loved instrumental like being a part of the band yeah. so jazz band or symphonic play? i played trombone okay. so i started in fifth grade playing trombone um i actually had a really great middle school teacher mr falvo who is really one of the first things and kind of how the dominoes fell to get me to be drum major one mm-hmm. day i i think i shared this when we were yeah. discussing last week yeah. but i always found it really difficult you know in middle school or high school music you spend a lot of time practicing the same four songs to perform at once mm-hmm. and then you're done with it. And that mentality just, I always struggled with that because it yeah. was, you know, I, and I appreciate that 
there's a lot of time and a lot of reasons why you work on a piece right. like that. Yeah. Um, but still, the aspect of it wasn't all that entertaining for me. And so he begged me. He said, I think you'll really love high school marching band because you're mm-hmm. performing on Friday nights. Yeah. Uh, you're performing at Saturday OMEA competitions. There's a lot of performance, and that's mm-hmm. what you seem to like. And I said, right. I agree. So I stuck through. I played trombone my freshman year. I was the only freshman trombone player <laughs> in a line that was a lot of great trombone players. Yeah. And I was terrible at memorizing music. I could not memorize music to save my life. I mean, I failed all my music checks. But at that stage in high school band, they just want warm bodies to help fill the formation, right? And uh, that year, uh, my band director in high school was Mr. Wolford, who had actually graduated from uh, the Ohio State University Marching Band. And he's alumni of the – or he had graduated from Ohio State, was an alumni of the marching band. He was in his 31st year directing at Lakewood, and he had announced his retirement. His Mm -hmm. youngest daughter was a senior my freshman year. And so we had this assistant director, uh, Mr. Scott Coffey, who came from Ohio University. So I don't know how many marching band geeks are listening, but Ohio <laughs> State and Ohio University, very, very great bands, but very different. And very there's different a lot styles of styles too. Yeah, right? yes, the very high much step so. As right, to and kind the, of the show band versus yeah. the traditional kind of core military style. Mm-hmm. And so we were an OMEA competition band. Yeah. You know, we were competing for rankings and going to competitions. And Mr. Coffee's vision was kind of a show festival style band where you're still going to these um, festivals on Saturdays, but right. you're not getting superior rankings or qualifying for state competitions. You're just doing it. Right, to do it. right. Yeah. So we had this dynamic going on. There was a transition year. We knew we were going to a dramatically different style my sophomore year. Well, uh, both my parents met at Ohio State Mm -hmm. uh, and graduated from there. And my earliest memories are going to Ohio State games with my dad and my grandfather and tailgating. And so this drinking beer at age five. No, no, no. I was too hyped up on Mountain Dew or whatever (laughs) it was. But the um, so we were uh, so we were going to those games. And so my my. Uh, dad was so serious. We had a school bus that they painted scarlet and gray. We were oh tail. Gosh. I mean, we were like official, were yeah, legitimate tailgaters. Yeah. We we had a bunch of just crazy Ohio State stuff, and okay. so we would go there all the time. And so what I did is I said, "Hey, I've just really enjoyed this year in marching band, mm-hmm. and we have like the greatest marching band. Yeah. I'm not biased or anything, but the greatest <laughs> marching band like in our backyard. Let's yeah. go check it out." So I took my trombone section on the school bus. Mm-hmm. We loaded up early one morning. We drove to Ohio State. We did the skull session, which is mm-hmm. like two and a half hours before the game yeah. over at St. John Arena is kind of the pep rally where mm-hmm. the team comes through and the band plays their songs for the day. And we were just watching. And this was the first time I really paid attention to the band because I just got done with my own right. experience freshman year. And I looked down and a couple times throughout that pep rally at the skull session, this guy in white pants, a funny red coat and a big white hat was just like mesmerizing this entire place. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and I said, well, why doesn't our marching band have something like that? Like, I don't mm. even know what that is, but that's yeah. so cool. He's getting such a great reaction. Right. It's just really impressive. So I went home that night, Saturday night, and I logged on to OhioState.edu, uh, OSU.edu, and there was a general questions box. And I literally said, do you train that guy in that funny red coat and tall, white, fuzzy <laughs> hat and if so how do i become a part of that a couple weeks passed i didn't hear anything and then i got a message from the drum major from that year Mm -hmm. uh adam prescott who's still a close friend and mentor today Mm -hmm. uh saying hey we're actually starting up a high school training program in january when we get back from the bowl game so that was january of 03 so that was mere weeks after ohio state had just beat miami of florida Mm -hmm. in the national title game which was uh, an incredible experience Mm -hmm. and so january of 03 i started taking my first lesson i uh discovered i kind of had a natural knack for it being Mm -hmm. athletic enough but also being in the performing arts where that's kind of the 
key person you're looking at for a position yeah. like the drum major. And so I dropped out of uh, the spring musical. I dropped out of basketball, soccer, <laughs> and uh, kind of dedicated myself to that wow. for the next five or six months. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the school year, uh, I had a conversation kind of throughout that period with Mr. Coffee saying, hey, I know you're looking to make a lot of changes. Would you consider yeah. making this one? And he said, uh, well, go get the training and we'll see right. what happens. And so then May, he comes out. I put a CD in. He watches me for about 15 minutes and says, yeah, let's do it. You're the first drum major. So oh, cool. I was the first drum major <laughs> at my high school. And yeah. I did that for my uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Okay. And um, and so that's kind of the, the long story of how I got there. Yeah. And then uh, from an Ohio State standpoint, it is a pretty unique craft to kind of the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. We have some similar styles at other bands as alumni of the Ohio State Marching Band have come on and been directors at the collegiate level. Yeah. And there's a couple like yeah. Pac-12 schools that have a similar style. Michigan kind of tries to emulate it right. uh, to some extent. Yeah. But the training is all free and based here at Ohio State. And so we have wow. maybe... Um, maybe 45 to 50 kids from Mm -hmm. maybe 30, 35 high schools around the state that come to those free lessons kind of January through August. Um, And then we recruit those seniors. So that's where, so my senior year, um, it's my senior year, a couple alumni drum majors, you know, I've been going to practice with them and Mm -hmm. practice in the summers with the band. We have winter sessions just for drum majors and the summer sessions where the candidates for the marching band are preparing Mm -hmm. for tryouts in August, but there's also a drum major component to it. Um, My senior year, a couple people, uh, a couple alumni drum majors came out to see me and they said, Hey, we really want you to consider coming here. And so, you were uh, recruited by the yeah, That's so awesome. I, I always make that joke. My friends will tell me it's, it's incorrect, but I would say I was the only D1 recruit on Friday nights because <laughs> unfortunately our football team wasn't the best, oh. but, uh, there are some other reasons for that. But, um, so anyway, that's how I got to Ohio state <laughs> Okay. and I, this is a longer form. So I'm telling the long version of the You're story. Fine. Hopefully got, this is a, we're drinking. A yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, normally it's day after Christmas. That's why I, I love like podcasts. This. You're normally telling these little things in like 30 second sound wow, bites. Wow, and so, I'm, um, so to become so that's one path is yeah. kind of that self-starting hey i want to do this i did it in my high school i stayed yeah. on it and and got to Ohio state but there's certainly established programs so the the individual i trained after me mm-hmm. um to be at my high school actually followed me two positions later as a drum major at ohio state cool. so you start to build these pipelines yeah. and yeah. like uh o'leary or avon lake or other mm-hmm. big uh kind of up near the cleveland area or other big um, ones where there's been a lineage of Ohio State drum majors coming from there. So some okay. that have, that's yeah. our goal really is to establish a high school program, let that kind of be self-sustaining in terms of replacing that person yeah. and then getting those. And then, you know, every couple of times you'll find somebody who wants right. to come to Ohio State. Because so. we, Ben and I went to Gahanna. Okay. We talked yeah. about. We, they always based their band off of the Ohio State marching band. Right, right. So we always had Down to the uniforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we always did the military style. Right. We didn't do competitions, right. which I loved. right. I was in the flag corps. Okay. I don't really know why. Yeah, yeah. I liked football, so it sure. went well. Um, but that's that's not normal, though. Yeah. Is it? I mean, at most high schools, they don't typically have a drum major. Is that no. becoming more standard? Yeah, I guess... Um Yes and no. The, the problem is, and where we really try to focus on with our um, high school program, is making sure there's continuity. Because okay. the, biggest thing, the, the biggest thing is that you get to be a senior, you graduate, and maybe they decide Ohio State's right for them or they have another uh, option that they want to mm-hmm. pursue, another school or a trade or whatever right. it might be. And if you don't have somebody that next year, it typically dies down. Because mm-hmm. unlike a traditional um, director – you know, a high school director is more than capable of training the trumpet section or, you know, the woodwind section or whoever percussion. But the problem is, is they normally rely on us completely to train that drum major, right? Because that's not something that music education is teaching. And so that's the biggest thing is that once you kind of lose that link, it really takes a lot for us to start it back up. And so that's the thing is where, you know, back in the late 90s, 
into the early 2000s, mm-hmm. we really saw that pipeline diminishing. Okay. And that's why they kind of decided to we're going to establish this high school training, training program mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, which I was one of the first couple of graduates from in terms yeah. of graduating from high school and coming to Ohio State, because that pipeline was just shrinking and shrinking. Right. And there was really a risk at the Ohio State level that there wouldn't be quality candidates to kind of continue yeah. to fulfill that yeah. kind of in perpetuity. So um, okay. so I think, you know, really starting back with Adam and, and some of the drum majors around his time frame in terms of building up this high school program, mm-hmm. now we have a pretty solid pipeline where we were having you know four or five freshmen come in who kind of sit on the d row which is the freshman training row before Uh then in that spring of their freshman year they try out for the position okay how was the tryout what did you have to do yeah so uh so so before you can be drum major you have to be a member of the band for one year you can either be a a normal um you know marching and playing Mm -hmm. member or you can be what's on d row and you know as i mentioned earlier i was terrible at memorizing music so i really needed that d row position to work out because i there i had no business trying to hang with the trombone players or any player by any means of that band because uh the 225 instrumentalists every year are just some of the top in the country. I mean, you normally have twice that amount trying out for those positions. And then you think every member of the band tries out every year. So they're coming back and they have to re-audition. Right. So, I mean, you're, so it could be your fifth year. You have five years of eligibility. It could be your fifth year as a trumpet player and you got to come and try out for that spot. And you have all these individuals who've been cut. So, you know, it's tough because there are veterans who get cut each and every time. And those first year members are really fighting to try to get in and and get their space. But there's not very many open spaces for those graduating, maybe 20 or 30. So it's a really competitive process. Process. But so D-Row is kind of a modified drum major tryout. So okay. D-Row tries out with the rest of the band in August. Drum major tryouts are in, in the spring of every year, so that April-May time frame. They're the first members for that next year's band that mm-hmm. are selected. And basically the drum major process tryout is just that day. So you have one shot. All your training kind of leads oh up gosh. to that one afternoon. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure well, and that's the thing is you kind of have to do that because it you know it does take a, a special individual to be able to handle literally bending over backwards for 100,000 yeah, people. That's true. You know, you kind of have to create that environment. So uh, the the tryout process consists of three elements. Um, you have your traditional ramp entrance, which mm-hmm. is the pregame where yeah. the band funnels down into two lines, mm-hmm. gets the block, and the drum major comes strutting through the band, does the right. back bend, yeah. struts down the field, does a goal post toss, kind of turns around, salutes, and that's mm-hmm. step one. Oh, so every gosh. candidate back to back to back <laughs> to back do goes down there all by themselves. So there's normally oh, like wow. the, the spring athletic band is playing the song, yeah. but it's just you on the field, and you're doing that 100-plus <sighs> yard. In Ohio Stadium. Well, they used to do it. Ohio Stadium. We're trying to get it back there, um, but right now we primarily bounce either between the band has a practice field just south of Ohio mm-hmm. Stadium, or then over at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center where the team practices. Okay. So there's kind of some difficulties still, around opening I mean, it in Ohio Stadium, and then yeah. considering that an event and all the people that that, that requires. Because yeah. I mean, the news shows up to cover it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you have fans that show yeah. up. I was like, you know, because I'd get to like do the weather with Jim Ganahl afterwards. Oh, like, cool. oh, I'm here yeah. with the Ohio State drum like, It's hot out here. It's like May, and I'm on a turf We're field, dying. right? Yeah. yeah, and he would have his little like thermometer thing he's like in the shade and um so because actually my first tryout someone uh a good friend of mine actually through the trial process like passed out from that like the just you know nerves and anxiety but um so anyway um so so you do that everybody goes back to back to back so you see every you know all five or six candidates all do their ramp so the judges who are made up of the current directing staff at Ohio State, uh-huh. um, alumni drum majors get a vote for life. So I go back and adjudicate these tryouts oh now. Gosh. And then um, and then there's a couple other representatives either as guests of the director. Uh-huh. Um, there's an award that the band votes on most inspirational bands person okay. that the band votes for one of their peers. And so that mm-hmm. carries as kind of the band's voice for that yeah. vote for the following yeah. year. Um, so you have maybe 20 to 25 across those people. So they adjudicate that. And there's certain criteria they're looking for, um, right. but different. You know, I have a different eye as an alumni 
yeah. drum major than yeah. maybe a director has from kind of a pure showman. Mm-hmm. Then there's a routine that you perform. So normally a couple minutes where you're the twirling aspect of that mm-hmm. kicks in and everybody's performing to the same song, but it's your, but your own choreography. Oh, okay. So it's kind of your own routine, but it's okay. the same song. So whether that's, you know, I mean, it hasn't been hanging on soupy, but it's something a little bit more complex than that. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're looking for kind of how they, how they're able to perform different um, tricks and the mm-hmm. complexity and some might play it safe and some might go aggressive right. and there's risk yeah. reward kind of with each component of that, okay. which is really interesting. And then the third and final component is five uh, aerials or five high tosses. So there's kind of different tosses throughout that you can train, but basically this is where they're chucking this thing, yeah. you know, their baton in the air, 40, 50 feet, and then typically having some sort of creativity around how they're catching each right. one of those. Yeah. So those are the three categories, and there's kind of an overall effect, and they get judged kind of on a rank order basis and okay. a points. They assemble it. You know, <clears throat> they, they take about a half hour to get all that together, and then right there, the whole process from beginning Seriously? to announcing is That's like two hours. So oh it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's a life-changing day for many. So. But you said that there's there's – the drum major, drum major and then like an assistant drum major. Right, right, right. So okay. so the drum major is basically at the end of the day, whoever has the most first place votes mm-hmm. um, gets to be drum major. And then whoever comes in second is the assistant drum major. Okay. So the whole kind of realm of drum majoring at Ohio State, you have the head drum major who's the head drum major for the season. Okay. The assistant drum major who's the assistant drum major for the season. They both just have that one day to try out and those rules are locked. Then you have your D-row who are like the freshman mm-hmm. or sophomore. You can have two years of eligibility right. there. So if, if you're a freshman, if you, if you lose maybe to the incumbent drum major and assistant mm-hmm. you can go back and be on that d-row a second year okay. but that d-row is primarily like a developmental position so they yeah. don't want someone on there for five years that's you know not kind of not getting to those anything. levels and taking those spots up from other individuals so um so you yeah so you have that oh so gosh. it's crazy because you know it's one of those things where when you see the existing band like in a ramp entrance mm-hmm. as you see those files walking down we call them rows so which yeah. which runs uh, east to west along the field there's 12 individuals in that block so at halftime or at pregame you see 192 of the 225 uh, musicians each one of those rows of 12 has two alternates that are kind of standing typically on the southeast okay. sideline yeah. and every monday those two people are challenging two of those 12 regulars for a position for that next week's show Seriously. so there's a tryout process for them Constant. to get on the field yeah. every week but for the drum major I can't be challenged once I've been yeah. announced that spring. So, okay. and the assistant drum major has certain roles, really backup quarterback. If there was an injury or some mm-hmm. sort of issue that they would fill in for the drum major. So they have to be well-versed. Um, right. If we do two script Ohio's, the assistant drum major does one to the East side. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, on the chance more likely than not that the band performs a short post game show mm-hmm. after each football game, you'll see the assistant drum major performing out there cool. as well. Plus, okay. you know, pep rallies and things, but in yeah. terms of game day performance, yeah. that's what, uh, that's what the assistant drum major gets into. So I didn't, realize there was so much competition yeah yeah so it's it is it's wild because you really have to kind of train and you have to peak Mm -hmm. at the right moment and there's a lot of that and i think really in the past 15 years we've really started to get serious about what does that kind of look like in terms of you know some athletic training background and Mm -hmm. when do you peak and you know what you know it's just it's kind of interesting the the mental aspect of it the physical aspect of it and it's all leading to that one pressure pack it's moment like so athletic music performance yeah i mean that's, no, that's exactly right full context <laughs> yes exactly no i mean it's wow. and it's a lot and that's where you know it's tough because getting back to the high school side we're trying now to source someone who is relatively athletic mm-hmm. and that has a passion for ohio state and a passion for doing this drum yeah. major at the sacrifice of some other extracurriculars they might be involved yeah. in and then the other thing about ohio state is it's getting more and more competitive to get on to, to the columbus campus right. and um you know you can be, you know, Connor Barr is a graduate mm-hmm. uh, from Gahanna as a drum major this year. Uh, I've known him forever, but 
you know, Connor started out at the Newark campus his okay. freshman year, and he yeah. had to be as a member of DRO on camp on Columbus campus from four to six p.m. for band practice Monday through Friday. Okay. So you know, he he's got a true dedication because you have to really schedule that around and then transfer over your sophomore year, and it makes it easy. But you know, it, it takes a unique individual to have all those qualities and want to put themselves all that just to really just get a chance to try, try out. Yeah. To then, if you win it, you're getting maybe guaranteed six or seven maybe. home games. Yeah. You know, and there, I mean, there's a lot that goes with it. But I always say you really have to. Everybody who does it at that level is wholeheartedly bought into it because mm-hmm. you put in way too much time practicing on your own and yeah. by yourself right. uh, to make it. There's no sort of rationale or logic that you can say, I put in this much time to get this many performing minutes. You know, yeah. the, that math just doesn't work out. Yeah. So it's something you truly love. And uh, oh, yeah, so, so cool. that's how it. You, hopefully in a nutshell. I that's know, so, no, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear that story. Um, how do you, who trains you? I mean, yeah. is it the former? Do you still kind of assist the yeah. younger ones that are there now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, um, so yeah, so most will have, uh, most most drum majors have kind of a primary coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine was Greg Iyer, who was drum major 85, 86, um, okay. who really just saw something in me that I didn't see in myself back in the early 2000s and said, hey, you really should stick with this. And he was coming to more of my games and just to recruit games okay. and uh, really just spent a lot of time of his own free will. I mean, that's huh. that's the thing is there was I've r- rarely if ever paid for a lesson. Um, but, yeah, so our high school program is primarily run by the drum major and assistant of that year. Yeah. So they're they're responsible. But then as alumni, I have a vested interest in seeing this position continue on in perpetuity. Yeah. And so I still go back, uh, you know, with the little guy now, he's, you know, he's kind of side road. That yeah. a little bit has kind of gone off the tracks. But typically in that January, once they get back from the bowl game, mm-hmm. uh, January through about tryout time, and they take a little break. But then June through August, you know, myself and other alumni who are in Columbus, relatively yeah. young, can still kind of do some of this stuff, are going back and helping to fill in as needed at the direction oh, okay. and discretion yeah, of yeah. the drum major and assistant. But, yeah, so most of them at the, at the collegiate level will have – kind of latched on to a couple alumni drum majors that came before them as kind of their primary coaches that maybe helped them put together the choreography for their routine and um, kind of help push them to another level. There's not somebody within the band that is saying this is what you have to do. It's all. No. Yeah. So it's, it's similar. I mean, because similar to the, at at the high school level, the directing staff at Ohio state is much more than capable of designing great halftime shows, right. of coaching up the various uh, brass sections and the percussion yeah. section, but there's not kind of a director on staff associated just for the drum major. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it is, you know, kind of something That's that we all give back. And it's, it, you know, it's the way I pay it for. I, you know, I, I'll never forget all that Greg's done for me. But when mm-hmm. I asked Greg, you know, kind of after that Rose Bowl game, hey, what can I do for you to repay back? I mean, this is like a life-changing experience. Yeah. This is a seven-year run that I never right. thought would happen. Yeah. And he was just like, just care about the next person coming up. So, yeah. you know, I work a lot with my high school uh, to continue that drum mm-hmm. major program. We have a really yeah. great student that's coming up um, that I hope one day I can convince to come and give it a go at Ohio State. And yeah. and working with other, those other high schools, not only here in Central Ohio, but kind of throughout the state to make mm-hmm. them, you know, continue to push them yeah. and technology has helped, you know, YouTube and right. Facebook video and being able to share some of that stuff and being able to critique from afar. Cause you know, sometimes you have somebody driving two and a half hours to a two hour Jeez. practice that gets kind of difficult yeah. each week, you know? Yeah. And so there's ways we've been able to embrace technology to kind of teach that, but huh. we also don't want all of our secrets out there so that all these schools can right. kind of start replicating that's and then true. we have all this competition. So, but yeah, so that's kind of how the okay. training goes, I guess, which it's a small world because as I mentioned earlier, 1920 is Tubby Essington, what we consider kind of the first drum major of the modern era. Mm-hmm. So I was the 56th drum major. So Connor is now 62. And he's um, the current. Yeah, and he's the current. Yeah, so he, okay. so he's, so this, he's a fourth year. 
this was his first year as drum major. He intends to try out in the mm-hmm. spring. He's got to try out to keep his spot for a fifth and final year in the band. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he's 62. So if you think about that, there's not that many of us going no. 1920, not yeah. that many of us that are still alive, that right. are still in central Ohio. And that, uh, you know, there are some drum majors from the 80s who can still do a lot of stuff, but they've had to modify it because yeah. it's kind of like riding a bike. But as I demonstrate every time I go out and perform with the alumni band, like my mind says, oh, you're still as good as you once were. <laughs> and then the baton hits me in the yeah. head. And I'm like, no, I don't practice at all. But, you know, you have to have people that can kind of demonstrate some of this and be able yeah. to pass it on. So it's a pretty small group that has okay. to kind of stay impassioned about teaching that next generation. Well, and physically, too. I yeah. assume yeah. it's probably getting a little more challenging. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lot, the, but... the cardio is not nearly what it once was. <laughs> Certainly. High kicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. So what is your favorite place in Columbus? I mean, you've been here long enough. You were at Ohio State. You still are very involved. What's your favorite in Columbus. My favorite thing in Columbus. Such an wow, easy question. that's like, yeah, yeah. Shall no, we narrow it down? It is, went, that, is that too much? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like if it's like food or yeah. okay, give me place food. to be. Favorite food. Um, you know, it's probably, it's something that honestly fluctuates. Uh, but right now, the flavor of the month is probably still Momogar at the North Market. Mm-hmm. So they've been, uh, they're a relatively new merchant out there. Okay. Um, what? What kind of food is it? It's like uh, you know? Tibetan dumplings. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, okay. it's really good. They were they actually were delayed getting into the market because they were doing this um, uh, food network spot. So they were moving oh, I and hear about yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so I mean, okay. it's just tremendous though. It's really huh. really good. So okay. that's probably the flavor of the month. The food thing will fluctuate. I mean, I have right. my favorite like oh, yeah. you know yeah. places of different things, but my flavor of the month and the North Market is just good because when you never quite know. Uh, what you're hungry for. It's always a it's great kind place of to go like first. It's kind of like the ideal, I'm going to generalize here. Sure, It's sure. The, the ideal take your wife place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't make up her mind. And I'm yeah. saying that. My yeah, husband's yeah, yeah, though, okay. Yes, because she's obnoxious. What do you want? Right. Well, whatever you want is fine. Yeah. But there's so many options there. Well, the problem is, is when, when I take my wife there, it normally doesn't make it much past the uh, the Jenny's ice cream stand well, or before both yeah. of us. So you would kind of have to like get in a different way or just it's turn good. right as soon as we walk <laughs> we're in. Like here, we're going to take here. the long way right, around. Right, right. But yeah, so I would say probably like from a favorite food standpoint I mean from yeah. a, like a lunch thing that's still great um, okay. you know my wife and I are probably our favorite restaurant celebration we love the top and that's just over near us on okay. the east side so yeah. that's a cool little spot kind of a step back in there. time okay. oh you have to definitely okay. check it out All right. it's just a little step back in time a great okay. steakhouse um but just a lot of fun. Just and that's I think that's just as much the food as it is the memories with the people and the yeah. meals we've had there. But Beautiful. yeah, yeah. So. Well, and we're both beer fans. So yeah. what's your favorite local brewery or craft? Yeah, yeah. Joint? No, that's that's a tough question as well. <laughs> um, you know, I probably have to say right now just the lineup at Land Grant from top to bottom okay. is probably my favorite. My favorite mm-hmm. beer in Columbus is still the CBC IPA. Okay. That, and I know we were talking, you're not yeah, an IPA, not but an that, IPA. that's been like my favorite beer running for, for quite some time now. Okay. But the land grant lineup up and down, I think is, uh, is delicious. Yeah. And, uh, they got the Ray Ray's barbecue truck just outside, which is go. massive bonus points, <laughs> uh, tremendous bonus points, honestly. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, getting back, they, they came out, I think it was last year. It's relatively recently with the, uh, kind of a scarlet logger as they call it skull session mm. and i i'm not a big uh i'm not a big brewery t-shirt guy but i had to totally immediately go and get that one because yeah. it is the coolest label <laughs> in the world they have they basically have a bunch of skeletons marching in a circle around their little land grant logo that and they're all cool. playing trumpet and they're all wearing the ohio state marching band hat That's and it awesome. is it is just cool so from the name to the beer yeah. to the logo it just, they just hit it out of the park on all three nice. fronts and 
So that's uh, that's a little close to my uh, heart and, and biased a little bit. But yeah, I would say that talked about. But there's a lot of great yeah. beer across the city. I mean, I've Seriously. I've not walked into a brewery that I can't just drink the menu up and down. So that's good. Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, right? I kind of like yeah. that problem. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun, and I'm so glad that yeah. we, we go way back. Yeah, really yeah, now, yeah, days, yeah, this yeah, is great. yeah. So thank you for telling your story. Yeah, no, thanks thank you. Thanks for sipping a beer with yeah, us. Yeah, I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>